You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Toddler age, right? He's three. Yeah, so he just like turned three. A couple more years, you're gonna have to get back on it and just. Oh yeah. Dad oh yeah. Rip it. So oh, I've been ripping it. on his scooter. We've been riding his scooter. I've been killing it on the scooter. So he's got this this little three wheel scooter thing, and surprisingly, it can it's heavy duty enough to support me. So <laughs> have you gotten him the bicycle without the pedals? He has that. Yep. The Y bike or do what? Is it called a Strider? Or? Uh, it's called the well. His is called the Y bike. But okay. yeah, it's got it's so there's no pedals and he just can you, you know kind of go. No, what is it? Like, did your girls learn how to ride a bike with pedals? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so now <laughs> I didn't know there was another way. Yeah. Now toddlers yeah. learn how to ride a bike without it's pedals. Electric? They no. They no, they just, just use their feet. Balance. Like, yeah, it's like a fucking. Balance. We went back to Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they yeah, learn to bit. speed up and then pick up their feet and balance. It's pretty cool pedals. though. Yeah. It is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense when you really think about yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Um, but also, like, mind blown because we all were like. Yeah, that we did not go up this way. Right. The first yeah, time I saw one, I was mind blown like, yeah. in a cool way. I was like, "Holy shit, that's so yeah, cool!" Yeah, what is that yeah, kid doing? Yeah, right. No, I, yeah, someone, uh, one of our friends that had a, you know, already had a kid when when he was turning. I think I got it for his two, his uh, second birthday. So yeah, someone told us about it. And so they just kind of pedal their feet and then yeah, they just push themselves with their feet. You're like running. Yeah, you're like, like you have you a know, bicycle between. It's your like legs. a skateboard. Nope. It's no, no. Bicycle. It looks just like a bike. Just without pedals. Yeah. It's like a skateboard, but it looks like a bike. No, No, it's a bike. No, yeah. I mean, no, because you're you're using both feet. So imagine you're sitting on a bike and just pushing yourself with your feet. It's like a skateboard. No. It's more like a scooter, but I feel like it's more like a scooter. More like a walker. You were talking longboards. That's why I guess I'm stuck on the the skateboard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does like to get. He'll he'll sit on the longboard and I'll push him on that. So he he's he's already showing the interest. He likes it. Cool. He well, likes it. well, we're live on the Kush Life podcast. We we've been excited to hear about all this great ventures into learning how to change kids' behaviors into skating. So introduce yourself. Uh, Josh Forehand here, Arctic Fox Gardens, uh, co-owner, and uh, I handle kind of front of the house business, sales, marketing stuff. So means he's the pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a house. scary thought. Yeah, right. <laughs> I listened. Right as you walked in, I was like, listen, we're going to get along. I'm a Billabong fan myself. I dig it. Yep. Fa- yeah. Favorite hat every day. Yeah. Every what day. What is it about the the brand? Is it always because you, have you been are you from here? From here. Yeah. He skates a bicycle without pedals. There that, you go. That's that, why. It just, it just I, it was drawn to me. Yeah. Yeah, me Lifestyle. too. I always, I always wanted to be a surfer, but I'm from Oklahoma. So it never made sense. I agree. I agree. I, I always loved the the California West Coast lifestyle. Yeah, but uh, not, not so much California. I've always more of a Florida person myself. Okay, I can I can I can yeah, dig that. The old people. Go. I can dig that. I you know, that you there are? you go. There you go. Solar pace. Vacation Florida for me is a uh, uh, matter of fact. We're going in July with the kiddo. So I'm an old person at heart. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you going? Uh, I think Panama City or Destin. You know, somewhere yeah. in the in the well, panhandle. In, in between. So in between Panama City and Destin is our favorite place. Destin gets a little bit too crowded. Yeah, yeah. And you get over to the Panama City side, you can get some like, good Airbnbs or, or what a VRBO or whatever, right. and you can get right up there on the beach. It's not too overly crowded. There's plenty of great places in Panama City Beach. Yep. Listen, yep. if you go there, have you been there? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, have yeah. you found a little donut place right there on the main road? Talking about Thomas Donut. Woo. <laughs> Absolutely, I know about Thomas Donut. Uh, it's the best donuts in the world. It, I, it really is. I actually was telling our uh, our trim crew just last week about Thomas Donut because I was telling them we're going to Florida, and uh, I was like, so "Thomas something Donut, you're looking forward to when you get there." Is the Thomas that's Donut. That's maybe <laughs> one of the f- the main things I'm looking forward uh-huh. to. Like, yeah. and they're they're the best. So they're just like classic donuts, no frosting or anything on the top, just filling. So like in any kind of flavor you would mm. want. Peaches and cream, key lime. I mean, and they opened up uh, multiple sides that you can go into because it gets so long. And then they've got ice cream now. I mean, they've but it, it you walk up and it's like a 
halfway kind of like a shack almost. Like, yeah, here yeah, we yeah. Would, here we wouldn't go to it, right? But there on the beach, it makes sense. Like it's yep. a weathered, worn kind of area. It's almost mm-hmm. like a like a food truck with a shack restaurant like <laughs> attached to it. You yeah. know, kind of like hybrid type thing yeah but uh yeah that's our family spot too that's where we go pretty much almost every year this year we're, we're actually going for our first time to the alabama side okay okay to gulf shores mm-hmm. yep and we're gonna go over to that side. orange beach and that that that's, stuff or no, I don't. that's further west than they're talking yeah i don't know i don't or, is orange in alabama orange beach or is that florida it's, I have no it's idea. like uh, Alabama, Georgia. It's oh, okay. Yeah, I just know it's down, down there somewhere. Yep, yeah. yep. I want to go though. And that's why I was so generic earlier. I was like, we're somewhere in between. Like, I don't book it. I just you just say, go. Yeah, I say, just go. Many, tell me when to make my payment. Just tell me where to go and right. like, just send me the link and there yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. No, this is actually the first year we're going to have to find like a, a Airbnb or VRBO. We've had family friends in the in the past that uh, we've stayed at their house, and so it's been real, oh, real chill yeah. and easy. So we gotta we we don't have that option this time, but it'll still be good. Yeah. So. It, it did kind of get a little crazy, though. A little bit. A little bit. The prices and the way it was. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was the other benefit of this. Like, we, we didn't have to pay to stay at this place. And, uh, well, I, I take that back. We paid for the, the cleaning lady. Uh, but, I mean, That's considering. That's pretty sweet deal. Yeah. Great seriously. Timeshare. Seriously, yeah. Bar, and this wasn't, like, just a little beach shack. I mean, this is, like, someone's home they live in yes. half the time of the year, you know, so. It's that seems to be the way to do it if you got a nice place somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, so do you do you drive with uh, produce, or do you are you a partaker yourself? Oh, there's abs- been some people that have come in and they d- they don't actually partake. So. I 100 percent do. Uh, have been an enjoyer and consumer uh, since I was I guess 14, 35 now. So uh, Does produce mean weed. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> I caught the vibe. I caught the vibe. Making sure we weren't uh, talking about food. So. Yeah, so you know, I don't know. No, you don't get fo- you don't get food till you get down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, I've I've always uh, transported, driven with it, uh, t- taking it with me. Um, the best so. is when you're sitting there chilling on the beach, and some random person comes up and goes, "Hey, man, can I get some weed?" Absolutely. No. No, you can't. <laughs> no, no. I, I took all the risk to drive it here, and <laughs> no, sir. I need this because if I give you this, then I'm gonna I'm gonna run out before mm-hmm. vacation's over, and that's not good. Because then I'm gonna be stuck trying to find some some dirt weed on the streets of Florida, <laughs> and we don't want to be the there, beach. right? That's on the question beach. question time. All right, Josh, hit me. When is the first time you smoked weed? How old were you? What'd you smoke out of? Do you remember the strain it was? <laughs> let's, let's, talk, let's stick with those three. Okay. Age, just touched on it. I, I was 14. Um, uh, smoking apparatus, pop can, classic pop can. Strain, no one knew in those days. God bricked up. Just bricked up. Hope it was weed, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but me and, me and three other buddies, you know, we, we scored a little little dime bag and we went back there and and blazed a couple bulls on back the pop someone's can. house or uh no at the park so okay. we were at a buddy's house we had to sneak to the the park uh by the pool and we smoked and i i looking back i'm i was not high it definitely did not get me high but we were trying to act like we were high you know what <laughs> yeah. we thought we were supposed to act like like we thought we were supposed to get food and we're like oh we got the munchies and you just but, take like a couple hits or did you guys like put it yeah down? it was no it was probably just a couple hits a piece you know we right. i think we, we smoked through two bowls on it and uh that was that was about it so <laughs> my first time um, was a can as well that's i think that's pretty standard probably for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh that or, or pinch hitter maybe you know good good mm-hmm. cigarette pinch hitter um then we graduated to a foil pipe foil pipes definitely rolled with a foil for Many many years. Take the little pen and stick it in to create the absolutely yeah. circular Just to apparatus. Shape it right. Yeah, yep. shape it absolutely. Yeah, bend it up, and then you graduate to the the twenty ounce plastic bottle that you stick the uh, <laughs> the the pen in to make your bowl, right. your foil bowl, and then you got a bong. So I, I was late, right? I was late in life. Yeah, and if I 
I also did a little bit later some of the foil. And then, you know, because you're later in life, you're a little bit more thought processing, sure. I guess. And I go, I probably shouldn't be smoking out of foil, right? Good call. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree Good with that. Good call. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel that way about metal pipes as well. I agree. Like, I agree. I, I don't want to smoke out of steel any longer. No, well, no. Every, like, cart processor that comes in, that's what they talk about is heating up that metal and, like, how you're consuming the plastic and the metal every time it heats up too hot. And everyone right. puts, like, their stuff on the hottest setting. I'm always like, put it on the coldest setting. It's still too hot. Right. But, yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely a thing. So, that is a thing, right? Like, we've talked about it's been a regular... It's... It, Really, since some of the first episodes was what makes you cough and what doesn't make you cough. Mm. When you're talking carts, right? Like mm-hmm. there is definitely a heat part that makes Heating you element. begin to burn a little bit. Like it's part of that back of your throat. You're like, oh god, like it, it was can, a little hot. Mm-hmm. It can be that way with flour too. I mean, your lighter, oh, yeah. the paper, or whatever you're smoking it out of, and then also the flour. Definitely, the flour too. itself. You know how how dry is it? The cure on it. All Turbines. That, yeah, the turps in it, how all that goes into to affecting the enjoyment of the smoke. Um, me, I, I use concentrates probably more than flour. I dab the majority of, of the time. Um, I mostly like to smoke flour in the evenings. That's kind of my, that's my thing. Um, you know, because smoking flour makes me way more sedated and tired. Dabs seem to give me more energy and i can kind of function better throughout the day like that even if it's a similar strain yeah yeah and i'm weird like that like i don't really feel different effects as far as sativa or, or indica like well uh, yeah i, I mean uh, i'm kind of a hyperactive person anyway so that's why i tend to go towards uh hybrids and and sorry Indicas. Was that biggie for your ringtone? It is. It is. <laughs> Impressive. Juicy. It's Impressive. uh it, we do it, not have the rights to that music. Yeah. <laughs> it is an all time favorite, uh maybe my favorite song ever. Uh, how old are you? When were you born? I am thirty five. So okay. I was born that makes in eighty yeah. six. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the Super Bowl? Uh halftime. You know, I didn't even watch it to oh, be God. honest with you. I uh, <laughs> still haven't seen it. Yeah, I watched the I watched the game. I had the Cable's game on. Done, but isn't it though? Yeah, but I I'm Here's one of those one thing that you did see. Yeah. this week. Here's one thing that you did see. Oh, that was on cable, but oh, the stupid Oscars. Oh, of course, the, the Will Smith meme. Yeah, the, the slap heard yeah, around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question was, of was the, it real? Uh, exactly. Oh, that's exactly that's what, what it was. I, yep. I am a. They I'm want a us to watch the Oscars. <laughs> I'm a proponent that it wasn't real. As soon as I mean, first of all, he's got his hands behind his back, and he never. What man has another man come up to him and then gets slapped and sees him gets like and never takes his hand behind his back? What man does that? It's a lot of restraint. It's a lot uh, of restraint. You know. And then and then you, Will Smith kind of turns his head as he's turning back around. There's a half second where there's a smirk. And then it's almost like he caught himself and like went back to acting. I mean, uh, I think you, you can't put it past him. I mean, I think there's enough there yeah. that that I would believe it either way. I mean, I could see it being legit. Did Chris Rock sleep with Jada? No, it was she else did not. Apparently. No, but they've been pretty open that they're a, they have an open relationship. No, yeah, I didn't know. No, who, I asked the oh, other yeah, day. Public, uh, public awareness. Who yeah. did she? Who was it? Uh, August Alsina. Someone told me it, it was August Alsina. Do you guys know that name? I don't. He's an R and B like kind of artist musician. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, I believe that someone told me that. So, whether that's true, right? <laughs> I don't know the backstory. I just, of course, you couldn't have opened, and he, I didn't watch the Oscars. He has a crush yeah. on Jada. He knows everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, if you can't deny it, Jada's a pretty good looking. She is. She's she's. A Good-looking lady. Yes, know? yes. Yeah, agreed. Uh, alopecia and all, still. That mm-hmm. doesn't affect it one bit, which oh, that's... Wow. I didn't know that about her. So. I didn't either. Like, I don't even know what you said. Alopecia, alopecia. She has a skin condition that caused her to lose her hair, mm-hmm. and that's why, oh, that's why she, she had a shaved head, mm-hmm. and that's why he made the joke, supposedly, mm-hmm. and that's why Will Smith went up and slapped Fake him, slapped supposedly. Him. Fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That makes that makes sense why a man would slap another man. Because of his bald-headed wife? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. 
something. Does it? I don't feel like that joke was that offensive. Or, I, or I yeah. don't know. I mean. Well, I said slap, not punch. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But, right? Like, why wouldn't a man not go punch another man? He slapped him. And you're right. Like, who, who gets it's slapped like and just keeps slap. their hands behind their back? I mean, not just really, like, just a normal person doesn't do that. No. Like, reflexes. Like, especially but. after you get <laughs> hit, you don't keep your hands behind your back. One would think. One yeah. Would think. I mean, uh, maybe he's uh, some kung fu also, stuff. Or, like, uh, also, why isn't security know. coming in to break up some of this Miyagi stuff? Miyagi does. Like, he just walked right part. back like, like normal and yeah. sat down. I don't understand that. We're just, yeah. Yeah, he should have definitely got taken out or escorted out or something. Yeah, like, but here's the thing that like, everybody's begin to realize. Chris Rock's tour is completely sold out now. Oh, really? See, I oh, heard he that has much a tour. Okay, so that well, that changes. Uh, yeah, that, there's another fact that and throws the, the the doubt on it. So, and the entertainment industry just really needs a spotlight. Uh, I think that's exactly do. what it was. Was the tour? Now he can go talk about getting slapped on the oh, tour. Yeah, yeah, Tons yeah. Of well, jokes. No, now he's got material for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's good now. Yeah, he's got he's, the he's got the Jada jokes, and now he's got the jokes about getting slapped. So he gets slapped, yeah. turns around, and goes. Best entertainment television, right there. Yeah. Will Smith Works slapped me so hard, knocked his wife's hair off. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's yeah. I, I think I think that uh, now I'm 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 seeing that side of it. Leading off for Chris Rock is going to be Chris Anderson. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah, right. That'd be a good gig. <laughs> would be opening up. Gig. Absolutely. All right, so tell us a little bit about your guys' uh, you know, your grow. Yeah, yeah. So uh we're we're a small uh operation. We've got three flower rooms right now, three thirty light rooms. Um it's me, my wife, my mother in law, and Brandon, our our head grower and also partner. Uh we're the four owners of the company. And we have eight employees right now, uh, including all our grow grow people, trimmers. Um, so we just, you know, crush it every day. Try to, there's out there killing it out there, killing it every day. Trying to, what made you want to get into it? Uh, I worked in, uh, oil and gas for about 10 years. Um, and that industry is very up and down. Um, right now you, you wish you might've been back. uh, It's pretty good right now. (laughs) So it's one of those things. Yeah. My my college roommate is from Odessa, Texas. Okay. So yeah, he's right in the heart. And he was, he, you, you, you find a random roommate and his grandparents owned an oil company. It was a good roommate to have in college. Let me just say that. Oh, like, I, I, I actually had one similar. Yeah, yeah. It was a good roommate, so we stay in touch. And the other day I gave him a call, and I was like, hey, man, how you liking this? Because we've talked, right? We've talked when it was down. We talked when he was crying. And he said it back He said it back in, in the 90s. He was like, the thing about oil, and especially through West Texas or where he's at, he goes, you... You know when it oils up because everybody's got great cars. <laughs> yeah, right. When oil goes oh, yeah. down, everybody's rolling in junkers. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, you know, when the junker time, I was like, hey, man, how's it going? He's, uh, you know, and then I called him the other day. I was like, hey. He goes, oh, yeah. Everyone's back in, oh, back yeah. in the whips, huh? Well, yeah. yeah. And he got into land management and he got rights to stuff. And yeah, he's, sure, sure. He's okay. a happy camper. He's, so that's, that's what I did. I was in happy. the land department okay. and uh, I worked as a land tech. So I was on my way to being a land man. Um, and uh, during the time we, we decided to do this, it was the industry was down. My wife also worked in oil and gas. And uh, so both of our companies had been going through layoffs. All that stuff. So that was right about the time 788 was being passed. Um, and so we started talking about it, and we thought, hey, if there's any any time to try to do something, now would be the time. Um, and in the beginning, my brother-in-law was actually our, our head grower, um, and he also worked in oil and gas. Uh, so it was just a, a combination where we all were looking to get out of, of that lifestyle and do something for ourselves. So you so, want to get into it just because you enjoyed smoking, or what is it about that? So definitely a passion of of providing quality medicine and product to people to help them. Um, I, I 
just how, how did you feel flower had done that before for you that made you want to then bring it to patients sure sure absolutely uh so I have not me personally, but I've I've had several friends that uh, have all struggled with opioid dependence, opioid use. Um, a couple of which have actually passed away, unfortunately. And uh, so, for me, I've seen a lot of people that have struggled with things like that be able to go to using cannabis to help them get off of that, stay off of that, kind of, you know. Be, yeah. be sober from that. So uh, that that's a big draw for me. Um, I've always viewed it. And my dad was really kind of progressive too growing up as far as like he always told me I would much rather have you smoke weed than drink alcohol. It's safer. Uh, it's where did you grow up? Here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad was an old hippie. He, uh, he, he grew weed and that's surprising all his though, life right? too. Um, Josh and I grew up in Tulsa around the same yeah. circles, and so oh. we're the same age. We didn't go to the same schools at Where'd all the time. He went to Memorial. No, I went to Memorial. I went to Edison, but oh, okay. like we definitely knew each other. Charger. You went yep. to Patrick Henry, right? No, I went to Skelly, okay. um, and then I went to Thoreau for middle school. Okay, but I knew. So my dad actually coached football at Edison when we were in middle school. He coached the seventh and eighth grade Edison teams. Um, who, who actually remembers? Do you know where Thoreau? Mm-hmm. Do you know where Thoreau is? Yeah, <laughs> on 71st. Oh, don't say it. Oh. I was going to check Chris's. I mean, I've driven people. by it. Okay, there's <laughs> few people that remember Thoreau. Yeah. Well, Skelly, I don't remember Skelly. Yeah, yeah Skelly's at Thirty uh, First in between Memorial and Mingo. Okay. So I grew up. Uh, Literally, if if you went looked at kind of south, you looked straight out of south of Thoreau um, Street, four houses down. That's where I grew up. My yeah. mom still lives there. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, nice. Thoreau was abandoned for a bit. They it went was. through some churches, and yep. Now they're back to school. Yep. Actually, right. I was I was a part of the first group of kids that that went back to school there when they opened it back up okay um and it was you know it's a demonstration academy you had yeah. to apply to get in and all yeah. that stuff so what is demonstrate i never knew what so that yeah, so it's my it's actually interesting my neighbor now yeah across the street sent their kids there and sometimes when they couldn't pick them up or whatever like they would just walk over to my mom's house mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah so the demonstration academy means they have windows like viewing windows in all the classrooms so that they bring administrators, different educators by, so that they can observe the students learning. And and back then, of course, this was 20 years ago, this was like unheard of, very progressive. And the other big thing was we didn't sit in desks. They were really like you sat in tables. They did a lot more group work. And, and they had um, each classroom had like a – they called it Walden Pond – for Henry David Thoreau, but basically it was a chill out area in each class. So if you're feeling stressed out, you could get up at any moment, go in the corner and say, I need it. You know, I need some time to myself and like, just do whatever you need to do. They had stress balls and stuff on all the tables. Um, and then the net, the last big Ooh, thing, what do you think of that? Cause I'm sitting over here going, that's, yeah. that's really interesting. I never, uh, I never had known that. Tulsa, Oklahoma yeah. had stress balls in the classroom. <laughs> Twenty I years ne- ago, yeah, really. No, I, yeah. you know, I I never saw any kids using it for stress ball purposes. We were all were just throwing them at each other, you know, type type of deal. <laughs> but get up out of your seat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but in terms of um, the experience of going to school there, I, I did enjoy it. It was really cool. Um, and and they also do this thing that's called micro society. So. Each, we did that at Nimitz. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you guys know what that is. So micro society is, um, it's basically like a little society, a little city within the school. Each student is required to get a job, and you work at a different mm-hmm. business. You can, you know, for instance, sixth grade, I was the uh, the payroll clerk for the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seventh grade, I I made pizzas and crepes. Fucking bird middle um, school. We didn't do shit. <laughs> right? Fuck bird. I, I was in, enrolled to go to bird, and then uh, I was on the waiting list at Thoreau because it was a, a lottery-type deal. And they they I happened to get in, like, right before school started. So Yeah. Um, and now I was Grissom, yep. which isn't too far from Thoreau. It's yep. just down. Yep. 
I would ride my skateboard sometimes. Yep. Or my bike and cross 71st Street. You'd never see that now today. But oh, no. We would do that and go back and forth. Yeah. I, huh. To Park yep. Plaza South Pool. And we were also <laughs> regulars yep. at Park Plaza South Pool. Absolutely yep. right. It's a big deal over yep. there. Oh, it yeah, was Park a Pla- big deal. <laughs> so I, li- I still live in that area. So my wife and I, we live, in, we live in Sungate. Um, so we live in the Bird neighborhood. Like, So we're literally a block and a half away from Bird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's chill. Yep. It's a good neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's a chill a, place. It is. It's a it's mostly older people or kind of young young families, so it's good. Yeah, it's a chill, good, good, easy place. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. trees? Big trees, yeah, big trees. There's yeah, the, the schools the there. I take take my little guy to the park all the time, you know, so it's it's good. All right, so are you a, are you a partaker of medicine while you've got your kids around? Uh so we do. Yeah, actually uh, well, we go to the garage. And uh, my son being three, we tell him that we're going to take a break at this point in time. We don't, we haven't really broached the subject of we're going to use marijuana. Out well, he's three, he doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. Is he even speaking in full sentences? Oh, yeah. Like, he, he's actually really, he's got a, <laughs> a pretty impressive vocabulary for like but. a three-year-old. Um, he's He understands a lot of things. And I think if I told him, like, so he knows what marijuana is like he's been to our grow he goes to the warehouse he's seen the plants he smell like i'll bring a jar home and i'll be smelling it and he'll say i want to smell that going to be the most interesting part for the next generation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well, it just, it's the, just the, the normalization to them yeah. that it was so illegal like they won't understand like i had to make a time and i, I guess i necessarily didn't have to i felt like i wanted to talk to my kids to explain to them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a whole generation that doesn't need explaining to No, them. no. It's going to be so part of culture. Gonna, it's just that... They're going to be explaining to a, a generation that had gone before, you know, maybe grandparents or maybe even parents, right? Right, like right. Why they are... Do, like, they're going to be explaining, not having to explain. Absolutely. In a sense, being explained to them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and they won't have to grow up with that stigma either of, wow. you know, that, that's, the, Reagan. That, that's the biggest thing for me. Is, well, even the stigma now, right? Yeah. There's still a little, we've talked about here on episodes. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, we're a year and a half into this. We've talked about the progression and some of those early conversations. We even had a, uh, uh, an elder in a sense of a church that his his congregation began to ask him what they should be doing in cannabis and you would have never have you would have never have thought that in the state of Oklahoma mm-hmm. to where now we think of what is what does a three year old kid begin to experience in his life. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean it's it's wild to really think about it and thinking about how kind of open I am with it. You know, I never really envisioned myself being that way with my kid. But then, you know, you start to understand, well, we were just conditioned to feel ashamed by using it for so long because, you know, the the machine and the propaganda, right, to make people think that it was what it was. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so we don't need to feel bad for using it. You know, some, uh, some people actually say Nancy Reagan enhanced the use because she made it a say no, and then it made it much more like sure. Oh, oh we should be what, rebels, right? Yeah, one of those things, like when you tell people they can't do something, it makes them want to do it more, right? For some people, but yeah. people you're talking about are all the people that listened to her and didn't was do me. it. That was me. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I was a but, Nancy Reagan fan, and those are the people that are coming out and are new to cannabis. <laughs> That's now. me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And they're now right. And they're now opening their eyes. And and honestly, my wife is one of those people. So here's an interesting. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's so my my wife actually never smoked weed at all up until about seven years ago. That's me. Um, So, yeah. And and in fact, she hated it. Right. So she always similar story. She always thought like. It's bad. It's illegal. It's you know. It's a drug, right? And and there was some. I had gotten arrested for possession a few times, so there was some reason why she was trying to get me to stop. And she was trying to drug test me and the whole nine. And and you know. And I finally, I finally, after quitting for 
different periods. I would quit for about six months, you know, and I finally just told her like, listen, this is something I like to do for myself. It helps me. It doesn't affect the way that I, I love you. It doesn't affect the way that I live my life. And in fact, it just makes it better. It enhances it for me. Um, and she still couldn't really understand, but one night she was with her friends and they all ate some edibles, some brownies and she got high and loved it. And from that moment on, she's, she's been into it. But at that point I was already dabbing. Right. And so when she got into it, she didn't even have to go through smoking flour. She just went straight to, to smoking hash. And, uh, so she's, She's a little bougie. I always kid her. I'm like, you didn't have to go through the, the brick weed days. No, and, I didn't. You know, that's yeah. what Chris and his friends But it's a good thing. You th- be, be thankful you didn't have to go through that. Yeah. So. All right. So talk to us about what you brought. What are we going to be yeah. enjoying? What are we going to experience from it? Why Sweet. Should, why should a patient smoke it? Gotcha. All, all of the above. Uh, so I believe Katie rolled us up some of our, our crescendo. That is one of our signature strains that we have. Um, it's, it's really unique in that it's a sativa leaning hybrid, but you wouldn't know that because it's, it's such a strong, potent, potent flower. It tests routinely about 30%. Um, and also over three, even last time it hit over four on our Terps. So it, it checks all the boxes in terms of, you know, medicinal purposes, smell, all that good stuff. Uh, so that, that's what we're going to enjoy tonight. And, and that's. Certainly one of uh, uh, the favorites from it's, people that enjoy our our it's product. It's a patient favorite at yeah. Kush, definitely. You Absolutely. have the labs on that one? Uh, this crescendo? I, I do, yeah. Uh, I, I Right off the top of my head, that round of it hit 29.7 potency. I believe it, it was 4.2 on the Terps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah All right, so you, well you said, though, local favorite, huh? Yeah, patients love the crescendo. We're... Um, sativa lovers right now definitely but it just has a really nice high on it people love it mm-hmm. it's consistent it tests well so when they it's come back euphoric. in asking for what is it have they mentioned anything that they it's the euphoric high that they like it gets them up and going it also it's creative it people like the effects what would you suspect the number one terpene to be oh geez well by smelling I mean, it did we get to, to like the Old school. I bet it's high in carefuline and linalool, but or caryophylline. Sorry, it can't be because it's downer. The caryophylline is it's a just little really bit more cleansing, and it's in a lot of sativa strains. And I don't know. The we got some, is we got some head shaking, so maybe it's got some caryophylline. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm checking the. Uh, I'm not I'm number going, one though. It can't be I'm number going one. Going to the labs. I would think linalool. Maybe I would think linalool. Yeah. Let me see. Let me go to my. <laughs> I, w- I would agree with you on the linalool part. Panine. Right. So we're no. euphoric. No panine. What is what is the patient and you know purely use however you want to you know answer this? What does somebody that comes in that's a patient think of when they want to be euphoric? Oh well, we have people that come in that are medicating at all different times. Like some people are medicating before they work, and they want like I have a patient that has severe. Um, like nerve pain, and so, but he types a lot, so he has he wants things that are going to calm the nerves in his hands, so that he can actually work and type for a long extended period of time. Or we'll have people that are artists and want to come in and like get creative with painting or with music, and so yeah, they're smoking before that. But a lot of people are smoking after they work, so they're looking for something more relaxing. I and I think if you that's absolutely right. If I'm going to get creative in a artsy sense, mm-hmm. I think euphoric. I also think that there's plenty of non-creative people, non-artists that might just enjoy artistic expressions. Well, and you know how. And like so it. if they're you know out at uh, you know the gathering place enjoying the artistic artistic mm-hmm. expression of landscape or. Gosh, could you imagine taking a euphoric and then going to watch a, a fireworks or go watch a, a live band? We've done more than imagine it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet. Like, what about a live band? Like, yeah. If we go out and watch a live band, that's, 100%. that's an artistic expression. We might be able to enjoy it like that. But Absolutely. sometimes it just also like 
get you in tune with whatever chore you need to do, like organize your closet or like, you know, just dive in and do something and like focus on it, Mm -hmm. whether it's like artsy or not. But some people like organizing or numbers or typing is their thing that that's where their groove is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe not necessarily artsy, just getting yourself into the groove of what you want to do for quote unquote, you know, your release or your job yeah, or whatever yeah. your it is. job your money mm-hmm. however you make your money or however whatever job it is it gets you into that groove of doing that over and over and over yeah. crunching those numbers or organizing that closet or whatever making baby food whatever you got to do just get you in that mood you got people that come in that make baby food sure i'm sure <laughs> why not <laughs> meal prep for your babies meal prep for your dogs that's, whatever that's, you need to do it's yep. called a boob <laughs> right still takes time and process you got to get that in those you do bottles have to, yeah, you gotta there, you gotta cook it you gotta clean it you gotta yep all the things there is a lot that goes into that yeah <laughs> and don't worry ladies that was not a derogatory comment no please don't send me the hate <laughs> DMs. like that was, was not derogatory that was just that was just a funny comment yeah meal prep make a boob <laughs> Okay, you said uh, carry off a lean. Yep. You said line a lull. Are we winners? So uh, top top three, Mercine, oh. Limonene, and the carry off a lean. Yeah. Limonene, that was, the, yeah, yeah, not limonene. line a lull, limonene. Those, those are the top three. But yeah. number one was? Mercine. Was the Mercine, yeah, Mercine, yeah. More relaxing. Which, which we wouldn't think more. that. That's always in the top three. Yeah. yeah. Mercine's just super common. It is. It's an Oklahoma strain. Yeah. We're chill smokers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go enjoy smoke and we'll get back. Let's do it. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Hey guys, let me tell you about our new happy hour. We are dropping a concentrate happy hour every evening, 7 to 10. Oh my gosh. Concentrates are going to be. 20% 20% off all carts, all concentrates, all syringes come in 20% off 7 to 10. Yeah, somewhere down there. Yeah, Rex's chicken was then that that biscuit that they had and fry bread. Yeah. Fry bread with yeah, the honey. Yeah, that's what it was. Fry, it was bread, fry bread with bread. the honey. It wasn't a biscuit. Yep, fry bread with the honey. Mm. That's that that was the best. It was a treat. It was good. Why, why in the world would they have gone out? Too much competition that came down? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Too yeah. many mm. people saying biscuit Ch- instead yeah. of fry bread. That's mm. right, too. Yeah. I, I, maybe it was me just back in the day, but I always felt they were a little bit high pricey for chicken. Rex's? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. You I know, remember. I was... I mean... We had, we I had, so they, they had one, actually, uh, also on, like, the east side of Tulsa, like... 31st and Memorial area at one point uh, way back in the day. Like, there's a gas station right there at 31st and Memorial. Yeah, there used to be a strip center in yep. the gas station. Yep, and it, it, they had one right there. Long time ago. This is like 25 years ago, probably. 31st and Memorial is where the bowling alley, you got a quick trip. <coughs> that's right? shared. McDon- yeah, no, oh, no, no, shared. yeah, yeah, that's your thing, shared. Memorial, there's uh, the McDonald's is on the corner. Um, Drysdale's. Or now it's not Jim Glover anymore. But, but there's, Drysdale's. There, yeah, Drysdale's or whatever it's called now. It's not Drysdale's Cavenders. anymore. Cavenders. But yeah. Drysdale's is there, too. Yeah. They're both there. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Interesting place. Mm-hmm. All right, Katie, mm-hmm. how do you feel? I feel good. feel high. <laughs> yeah, I feel high. I feel relaxed. I don't feel relaxed. Really? Hmm. You feel a little. Uh, you want to get up and run? Antsy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do yeah, something. Yeah. You can. I can feel that. I'm not I feel relaxed the, at all. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah I'm pretty I energized. I want to do something. Uh, this is the. This is the smoke that I think that I've been looking for. To go to Turkey, I, like I always, I just, I love Turkey Mountain. I don't know. That's our. That's that's a thing I love to do on the weekends. If it's not raining, if it's not cold, if it's like just at least get me somewhere in the 60s, somewhere like that, and just go walk around Turkey Mountain. It's a good place to go. 
It is a good place. I don't know. I just enjoy nature in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a rarity that we're in the middle of, I don't know, <laughs> Oklahoma. and Take some of that crescendo with you and you're going to be all over that mountain. There you go. Like, yep. Y- you you have a rarity for Tulsa, I think. I've, um, I've, I've and they've changed 100%. a lot. They actually went through this past winter and changed some of their trails and yeah, updated some added things. added a bunch. Yeah, they, you could they vote on names and stuff. And I was reading the other day that Redbud Valley is closed right now because they're letting it all grow back. They felt like too many people were coming through with COVID and they needed to let nature regrow itself. But I, on I May really first, they're I, opening back up. I really hope they didn't say COVID. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I was sitting here thinking about that. What they felt like they had too, like they had a lot more traffic because people weren't working. People were looking for oh, things to do. People were out. Okay. They wanted to be yeah, outside. Yeah, that makes sense. They and they felt like sorry, the trails we're closing got down because of COVID. Used. And yeah. so our plants are getting very sick. No, that's what I thought. Regrow. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought they. I thought the way you said it is they were blaming. We must be high. Pl- that the plants <laughs> got COVID. No, 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 we, no. Because yes. um, people were bored yeah. at home yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. They were looking for things to do. That makes sense. They were out looking. They were going to parks. They were oh, walking the sense. trails. I mean, I don't mm. know. I absolutely so they loved. said, and so they closed it down. If for somebody, a bit. Will, if somebody will ask me what my favorite year, like let's say I'm 80, and I say, "What was your favorite year?" I get fucking COVID. <laughs> I loved COVID. Twenty What did you love most about it? Because nobody <laughs> did a fucking thing. It was really weird. It was and weird. We and were being all in Oklahoma. Vi- like, I mean, a lot of people were affected, but a lot of people lived life like. They were not affected as we well. Were true. We Very were on true. vacation. I think 2020 was the year of a vacation. We'll see. It was. Uh, we got paid by the government. I mean, most people, you know, given different, yeah. you know, financial statuses or what you reported to the government or whatever, like a, a massive amount of people got paid by the government. I worked my ass off. I worked my the- ass off, too. I, I, I worked yeah. at Same shit time. I didn't get any break at all, ever. <laughs> and I was the most relaxed because there was a period, and listen, I went to work every day during the quote-unquote shutdown. And I put out nonstop for, for people that I talked to, don't shut down, go to work. I went to work every day. And I think that's what I loved about it. There was nobody else working. Yeah, like the yeah. streets were empty. The, you know, was, summer of 2020 was like this euphoric, just do whatever you wanted. There's many of us that thought we were reliving the times of the 1920s where there was just this do whatever you want, shirah, shirah, you know, like. It, it was a, it it was was a, a wild time. time. It was yeah. wild. I, uh, yeah, we, my, my business, they, they forced us to work from home, but very reluctantly, of course, oil and gas, you know, it's super conservative, so they. It's uh, the politics are at, at play there, but yeah, it was it was nice to. And I was saying the other day, I was like, of course, I had uh, taken some medication, but my daughters hadn't, and I remember sitting out and watching this sunset for like four hours because the skies were absolutely gorgeous because mm-hmm. nobody was driving. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was a. I would say making memories I with was, Marshall. I would say that we've gotten pretty euphoric off of this. It's it, it'll take you deep. I mean, that's it's pretty it's special. A patient favorite. Told you. That's why it is. It is a special one. All right, and that's that's why more people need to know about it. So this is a perfect. Uh, Come get crescendo. That's right. From Arctic Fox. At Kush. Crescendoed. Come get yeah. crescendoed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a great way of saying it. Get get crescendoed. All right, so I wanted to ask you something. Shoot. Uh, because we talked, you, you briefly talked a little bit about uh, your wife took a little bit. She went through a lot with you partaking and having some issues, and then she finally partook. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does the relationship look like in, in that aspect? Uh, I find that... That to be an interesting thing from different people who have relationships with some both partake. Some people say they'd never see somebody that, you know, didn't partake. Might be a bonding experience. 
or it might be a bonding experience. Yeah. yeah what does yeah. that look like? So, so for us, uh, when she finally started partaking, it certainly was a bonding experience um, because she finally could understand what I liked about it so much and like how it, you know, I, it just it just changed her mind completely on what she thought of it and of me using it. So what was um, her, what was do you remember what her original thought was? Like what was she so against? Well, she thought it was a drug, simple She's as just that. Just against marijuana yeah, in general. In general. She she viewed it as it's illegal, it's a drug that that's point blank period, black and white. Um, you know, and and to me I always tried to explain to her that listen, yes, that all of those things are true at that time, but what you don't understand is it shouldn't be that way. You know, this this was <laughs> that got put into play at a time when the government and and people really didn't even understand the plant and what it was for, its purpose. It got labeled a drug and then for what 50 years that was that was what we all heard. All right, so um, I got sent this uh I I think it was a TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think it was a TikTok that it says and listen, I don't know. This would be an interesting thing to go back and, and digest. There was that guy that was Rothefeller or something, but that, that, that steel guy mm-hmm. that he used to be marijuana and what was a uh, plant-based medicine was a practical thing for a little bit in our history. But then when he started wanting to get into pharmaceuticals, he partitioned some people in the government to change some laws, and that's when plant-based medicine went away, mm. and he was able to then strategize how he could push his pharmaceutical ideas, and that's why a big part of... He was known for steel, but there's other part of the way he grew to a massive wealth was out of pharmaceuticals, and that is the wave in a sense of where we ended up as a country. Interesting. Interesting. So if he would have went the other direction, you never Well, we never was going to go the other direction. Yeah. I thought he was trying. No, no, no. I and I don't to listen, go green. I, I, I didn't I didn't go back and study, so I don't I just No, no, he never was wanting to go green. Mm. The country and there was people that we used to consume mm. for plant-based medicine. Gotcha. And he saw the financial benefits of Big Pharma. Right. And so he was the actual originator of Big Pharma. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Rockefeller. Once again, I don't I think it was that guy. We'd yeah, have to no, go I, back and actually somebody would have to check yeah, the that, that that's an interesting uh yeah. interesting story though for sure. Yeah. Um because, yeah, you think about that in, in terms of history and, and how things could have been different. How did we right? get to where we are? Mm-hmm. Hard work. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, right? Like, how did, how did plant-based medicine get completely wiped, dem- off. wiped off the fi- – why? Nancy fucking Reagan. No, no. no it was it's way all about money. Yeah, money. Everything's about, about money. money. It was sure. way before that. It was way before Nancy Reagan. You think that it was, was uh, Mexico and money. United States trade? That was drugs, right? It was quote, It was already deemed drugs by the 80s. Well, yeah, so Ra- Reagan, I, that was more in response to the the crack epidemic, the you know cocaine. Okay, kind but of, still, uh, you still got to consider. At that point in time, marijuana was still a drug. Oh, so, of course. So it had to be right. way before that. Right. Right. Yeah. And this is just what I find ironic because we talked about your kid is going to grow up in a completely different. Very true. Very true. He he will grow up, you know, knowing that people use marijuana as as a medicine and. My my parents like, owned a marijuana grow, you know. I mean, it's 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 insane. You would have never, yeah. right? You growing up, you would have no, never thought. Uh, my mom, um, she's traveling right now, and she she has MS, and so she has her CBD patches and her one to one patches, and she um, had because of the storms yesterday, they had some delays, and so her travel was longer than expected, and she was texting me and telling me how happy she was that we were in the cannabis industry and i yeah i was just kind of mind-blowing that my mom would text me that 
no, but, but yeah. I'm glad that she has her patches because they like really do keep her stable and able to travel, able to do what she needs to do. And if she doesn't have them, she she crashes. Her energy levels crash. Like she, if she doesn't use CBD and THC, and she uses low dose THC, no. but it really does help her and keep her able to do things normally. All right. Nice. Good story. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is because there's, there's few that would have thought I have yet to introduce my mom. I've yet to introduce my mom. Yeah. My mom. I've mentioned before. Well, your mom's in a different (laughs) situation. My mom loves telling people that are her age and older about cannabis. She loves it. My, my dad was the same way. He, uh, my my dad is like I'd mentioned. He was an old school hippie, and uh, in fact, growing up when I was a little kid, my dad grew weed at the house. We had this this kind of big barn in the back in our backyard, and he would always tell me, "He's like Josh, you can't go upstairs. It's dangerous up there. It'll you'll fall through. The floor is not secure." Mm-hmm. Years later, I found out that was where he had his indoor grow up there. He had mirrors all on the ceilings, lights, and it was all decked out. But he was also just growing in our backyard. And he was all, you know, he would go to the the nth degree of, like, trying to be sneaky and hide things. So he would train his his weed plants to grow in a way like like tomato plants. So he Mm -hmm. would kind of train them to grow low and kind of towards the ground more so than to like stretch up. Right. Mm-hmm. And he would place like Christmas ornaments, red Christmas ornaments on them because he was cool. worried about someone flying overhead, you know, that they would look like tomatoes type of stuff. He was, he was a little bit of a conspiracy theorist too, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I had a right to, you'd hear of people that would get. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in those days, certainly. Um, and, and he grew Neighbors large amounts people out for yeah. suddenly somebody's roof isn't, uh, oh, yeah. doesn't have snow on it where the rest of their house does. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he did a lot of growing out on, uh, like public hunting grounds. So him and his, his partner back in the day, they would go find a spot on some public hunting grounds, usually by a Creek bed or something. You get some natural water and whenever they would go out to check on them or come time to harvest, they would be all decked out in hunting gear, have their hunting license, guns, and everything. And so when they would go chop them down, if they were ever stopped, they, you know, whether this worked or not, but they would say, <laughs> hey, we were just hunting. We found this out here. We we're coming to turn it in. Uh, now, he never got caught, so, he, you know, he was able to move a decent amount of weed back then. But, uh, yeah, he's he's old hippie and... and uh, he loved it. He loved coming to the grow, and and uh, so so what, it's pretty what's cool. the what's the overall vibe that you get of the industry? Like where where are we? So hmm, that's a really interesting Especially question. And, right now during these times, right, right, and and which and, is why it's such an important question. Correct, correct. Because uh, we're hearing right. Some of the other people have sat in your seat have said. The industry's kind of having this downward spiral. We're all getting to the bottom of pricing where we've heard some people say, that, listen, so many dispos are selling out of their back back door as much as they're selling their front door. There's growers selling out of their back door. Like Everybody's just trying to get the bottom price. Everyone's trying to pay their bills. And that, that's then right. that's yeah. the other side is yeah. plenty of people are just trying to pay their bills. So, yeah. I, But there's other people that have sat in the seat and said they're on fire. They're having the best that they, they don't. Everything is great. They're they're staying with what they believe in, and they're having the best ever. So we're hearing both sides. Sure, I'm just sure. Curious what sure, what and, and I think that's one hundred percent valid. I think there is many people out there that are are struggling mightily, and then I think there are people that are also still killing it and and doing really well. Um, you know, I think so. We, we face some challenges because we were a pretty small operation. Um, and so as the prices go down, you know, it's important for us to to maintain a certain price point. And, and the price that we sell our product at, we feel like is is honestly a good price for the, the quality that you're getting. Uh, um, well, we're all very uh, 
elevated, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and because we're not the, the most quality's ex- great. Yeah, absolutely, and and we're not the most expensive brand on the market. There's other stuff that people charge more for, um, and, and that was part of our strategy too. That we wanted to to offer what we thought was a fair fair price for a top quality medicine. Um, and we're trying to not play this race to the bottom with everyone else. Now, when you have bills and, and you know, there's a lot of competition out there, you know, sometimes you, you it's it gets tough. Um, so what does it look like a couple of years from now? A couple of years from now, I think I think things will stabilize, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's going to level out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully about eight, 18 months, hopefully. Yeah. But level out is in a lot less... So competition potentially, um, you know, I, I think with metric you, you going might into even place, say, I think over through the Midwest and through Tulsa, I think the joke has been, you know, right, you got as many churches as there are banks, right? As many churches as there are gas stations. You could literally legitimately say that there's as many dispos as <laughs> there are churches now, right? 100%. I mean, it's, yeah. there's a ton, right? right. Like, yep, a lot. There's got to be lot. some that go out. In order for it to level off, quote they, unquote, they will, they will, and and you mentioned it earlier. A lot of these ones that are having to survive by the out the back door business, once metric goes into play, once things tighten up, they're not going to be able to get away with as much of that stuff as they have been. So then you'll see some of those people fall off, right? They won't be able to to sustain their business without that that income. Um, well, I heard from the tax accountant also that the IRS audits at three years. So mm. I guess that will start hitting people too. I mean, that, it's that just could... it's just running a business. It's hard, and very, a lot of people much. are in over their heads in Oklahoma. Very and true. It, was, it was such a wide open right? Like we, there was that coolness of the Sooner State. The, the go take over the go, right right yeah hundred part of that sooner stay we're the we're gonna hop in our wagons and go buy this land that put our stakes down and we're gonna go do our thing the way that is kind of ingrained to us and maybe sometimes in business just gung ho does maybe every once in a while make it but the rarity that somebody can gung ho into it with not actual skill sets. And operations, maybe they kind of fizzle themselves out, but just oh, yeah. out of, they're just not good enough. That That's 100% true, because whether you're running a dispo or a grower or a processor, I can assure you it's much more difficult than anyone ever thought and <laughs> what anyone could say. Um, you know, and it, it's funny because the role that I'm in currently with our company wasn't the role I was going to be in in the beginning. Um, so when my brother-in-law was involved, he was the actual majority owner, head grower, uh, and, and I was just going to be over the sales. Like that was going to be my main thing, sales, marketing, that's it. Um, he he ultimately decided that he couldn't really handle this business. It was just uh, too stressful for him. Um, he, he just is not able to stay even keeled kind of the way i can that's you know um and so working with family is hard it and is a lot of people are working with their families very true very true and and that is also a, a difficult well, part of it partners um, too people i mean partners in yeah. general just, yeah it's hard as patients right katie like people that come in they don't they would never understand that the what that some of these businesses the are The dynamics of everything issues. that you guys just explained, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the average person, the average patient that's going to come in doesn't understand how much it takes when they come in asking for a THC level or a price point level or everything that they are wanting as a patient, which I'm a proponent of that I've constantly con- – will ask people what does this benefit the patient right like so as a patient i expect things from a brand as a dispo there's part of operating the business that goes to (laughs) the patient that's coming in that's making their demands but you want demands that also meet a need 
therein lies the rub. That's that's the tough part of of business to patient relationship. I'm going to come in expecting a great price and everything that I want and every right. Mm-hmm. But then you guys have so many things that go involved to get me what I need. Very true. Very true. And and that's the interesting part of this business and and the so many variables that go into each harvest and being able to dial in and get that consistency level is so hard. And I'm sure you guys have seen as, as dispensary owners harvest to harvest from mm-hmm. different growers, you know, misses and, and, and that's not to say we haven't had misses that we 100% have. It is so difficult. Um, but, but that's, that's what, you know, you try to do. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we want to provide that to the, to the patients, a a really top quality product. And so as a patient, I need to come in to a place that has, I guess, community, something that's, it's more involved with instead of just the high THC levels and Hey, this is going to get you high, but I really should probably come into a place that maybe has a place to. Well, um, at Kush, like when people are coming in for flower, especially we push growers so that like they'll get familiar with a certain grower and know that quality that's coming from them. And then, yeah, they can expect that same kind of consistency Mm -hmm. from that grow. There might be a harvest or something that is a little different because of weather or humidity or I don't know. No, there's, yeah, there's so many factors that can go into it, but I think as a patient that would, that are looking for a dispensary, you know, uh, just speaking for me personally, because I, I'm a patient and I go and shop, I'm looking for people that, that I believe are running a, a really good quality business that their focus is providing quality products on the shelf versus they're just trying to throw whatever they can just to make money. It's a bottom dollar type of thing. Um, and I've been in shops that are like that. And I've also, I have my core shops that I like to go to, um, and, and shop at regular. And so for me, it, it's like you mentioned, there's a community thing. I, I like the people that own them. Um, I get to see them, you know, and, and know the owners. So that's for me, that's a big kind of big plus. Um, you know, and, and but I know everyone's different, so. Oh. Yeah. All right, man. Great talk. I definitely appreciate. It. I think we're all enjoyed the high, the euphoric in this, and absolutely great discussion. So, where do people find you on social? So you can find us at Arctic Fox Gardens. Uh, that is A R C T I C. The C's a little bit silent. People always miss that one. So they they just type in the A R T, but it's A R C T I C. Hispanic. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so I was going to ask, what was the wolf part? The wolf part uh, okay. with He's the with the fox. Yeah. Okay, so it's, a, it's, a, it's fox. an it's an Arctic fox. Yeah, yeah. So a little backstory on that, real quick. Uh, the name was born out of we we were going through. And this was part of the the turmoil with my brother-in-law. Actually, we were butting heads on multiple things, uh, but but we had gone through a bunch of different names. One one iteration, we were Drip Lab, um, but ultimately, I I was looking around. I'm like, wow, what are we going to call this? You know, we we didn't want to be anything that was like too overtly cannabis related, or you know, we wanted to be kind of obscure. So I was looking at the uh, the endangered species list and came across an Arctic fox, and I started reading on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this thing's kind of cool. Like, they actually have the uh, the two different colored eyes in, in real life and stuff. I think um, that's why I thought it was a wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that. Because really, don't wolves have, like, that colored eye? Like, they I can, they can I, I think they can have that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. whatever. I forget the actual. What kind of dog does Brandon have? Doesn't Brandon have a... Uh, he's got a mastiff. Okay, I was thinking yeah, he had yeah. a different dog. Yeah, yeah, a wolf. 
Yeah, it's a yeah, cool, it's a cool logo. Like you thank can't you. stop staring at it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's we we get we get a lot of compliments on it. People people love the shirts and the branding, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that that goes a long way in helping your your grow and and your product. I mean, when there's so much competition out there, people want to find someone they can they like the the brand and they identify with and they can wear the the merchandise and you know people really that that also affects it so it's wow. good all around yep definitely kush approved kush approved kush approved all right Especially you can, you the can crescendo. come <laughs> that's what i was gonna say you're gonna come here to kush and get crescendo get, get some crescendo absolutely some apple fritter apple fritter all kinds uh, of stuff lava cake lava cake is yummy absolutely well, all right, where do people find Kush? You can find us at Kush Dispo Tulsa underscore and Kush Dispo Tulsa. And then you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. All right. I, as always, thank you so much for what you do for us patients, and uh, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. It's the Kush Live for us. Push that.